Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Today is September 16th. 16th. Wow, I remember like seemed like three weeks ago I was saying it was March 8th or something like that. I couldn't, I couldn't see the, uh, the date, and I remember saying, today is March, and you said 8th. So, man, we blinked, and it's already September. I know. I know. Christmas is coming. You've got a busy fall ahead of you. 99 days away. Is that many? Yeah. Wow. Gratefully. 13, 13 Fridays. And the reason why I know all of that is because I just went to the Toys for Tots uh, conference this weekend up in uh, up in Virginia, and it's great to it's great to I didn't get to go last year because of weather. I didn't want to get stuck in the Charlotte airport. Ultimately, the weather blew through. It was it one one of those hurricanes, right? But it blew through, and um, uh, nobody got stuck. But we went. I went up on Thursday morning, and it's cool because everyone from around the nation comes in. There's, there's, I don't know. I, I would be short to say 800 people, but it's probably more like a thousand people come in from all over. It's because it's both uh, LCO, which is local campaign organizer, which would be me. Uh, being a former Marine, I don't fit into the the quote-unquote Marines category there because they're active duty Marines okay. that are doing it. There are 864 active campaigns across the nation, and there probably could be that much more. Oh, you I'm know, sure. There's a yeah. lot of – even just in Florida, if you look on the website, toysfortots.org, and you look in your county, it may say not – not uh, not assigned or something like that. And that means that they don't have a local Toys for Tots um, representative in, in the area. Uh, that's ultimately how I got, um, how I hoodwinked myself into doing it. <laughs> I, I looked to see, I wanted to see if there was somebody who I could reach out to volunteer. And I noticed that we didn't have a coordinator, so I filled out the application, and less than two weeks later, uh, I became the responsible one for Toys for Tots in, in our county. Now, when I that was in 2015, so I've done four active campaigns, and I and I I looked at, um, I wrote it down. I took all the numbers from when I started to. Uh, to this year, I just just to see, like how much of a difference our our community has made. Total collected and distributed toys distributed toys is ninety three thousand five hundred and thirty. Wow. Total children we've helped twenty one thousand three hundred and forty three, and the total money that we've raised. Through the community is forty five thousand eight hundred and twenty five dollars. Now, when I started in twenty fifteen, I went to the to the conference and came home, and it was me. Yeah, I I, I became very apprehensive on how are we going to do this or how am I going to do this. 
And ultimately, along the way, I started picking up people, the people who were helping out before who just didn't want to step up. There's plenty of people. There's an army of people. They just need somebody to kind of who don't want to be the, who don't want right. to be the Marine. Right. In other words, they don't want to step up and take charge. And when they found out that I, I, I signed up and, and, and became the coordinator, they all came back. But. I had no idea how to do it. You know, I just kind of went by what I learned in the past when I was on active duty and they had me help out. So fortunately enough, I had a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of knowledge and a whole lot of common sense to get it done. And the first year went by, you know, no problem. And then like now it's like second nature, but the only the only problem I have and the only problem a lot of these coordinators have is we try to take every dollar. We're the, we're the only nonprofit organization that 97 cents out of the dollar goes back towards the children. No one else can. No one else can brag right. that. No you one else can boast that. You don't have any administrative overhead. No, three. No, the the foundation is funded by itself. Right. We do not fund salaries. We do not fund any. That three cents out of that ninety out of that dollar goes for the boxes that you see, mm-hmm. uh, the promotional posters yeah. and stuff like that. I was like going to say the signs and yeah. So no salaries are paid out of the, out of any money that is given. The only problem that we have is is while doing that we try to keep true with that 97 to 3 ratio and uh lean on the community for allowable space to run our campaign like i need at least 5000 square feet like a warehouse, type uh, like a situation. warehouse. Yeah, five thousand. I mean, I've used a storefront for the past. It was an old Cato's, right? Or Cato's, or however you say it. Cato's for the for the past three years. The year before that, we had a a parts warehouse, which was not like nine or ten thousand square feet. It was huge. It was perfect. We could draw, We could back the back the eighteen uh, wheelers right. right in and unload them. And um, so we do rely on the community, or we, we we ask the community for that. So if somebody is reaching out to you. Within the nation, and even even overseas, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, bases that run Toys for Tots mm-hmm. campaigns. Um, if somebody is reaching out to you requesting your assistance, it's so great to be able to give back. If you have an empty warehouse uh, that you're not using, that you have for lease, that somebody isn't going to contract in November and December. How better to be able to give back to the community, oh, to give yeah. to give back to those children, you know? And we also give you a letter of uh, like a, like a taxable um, no contribution. Yeah, contribution for those two months that we use it. So every, it's a win win for everyone. So um, you know, every year that is my my largest struggle. I know from the numbers that I have here, I know that my community is going to step up. I do not know. That there's going to be a businessman or woman or realty agent that will say you can use our yeah. space. Wow. So that's where I get apprehensive now. Fortunately, uh, you know the the past three years, uh, uh, a realty company, Bricksmore Realty, they're they're nationwide. Um, I've leaned on them at the last moment and said, hey, I need that space again, and they say, by all means, go ahead. 
so so they've been great to us. But if somebody's out there, and if you're listening, and if you have warehouse space, you can send a message to through toysfortots.org that you have availability. If you're listening in Illinois, if you're listening in Indiana, hopefully if you're listening in St. Lucie County, <laughs> Florida, Florida, send an email to toysfortots.org, you know, to contact us, saying you have warehouse space that you're thinking you might want to be able to allow somebody to use. And that goes a long way. That, that, that takes the burden of apprehension of how and where are we going to pass these toys out to these needy children and and it's you know minimal effort and it's uh it's it's a great thing to do so at this point you don't have any space i do not i do not oh well well i'm sure you'll find something oh absolutely We, we pound the pavement i have a lot of people out there um banging on doors realty doors and you know there are people that want to help and there are people that want to give us space it's just not ample not enough for what enough, it is yeah. that we need i don't think i didn't realize that it was that big i really didn't that you, what do you need mean? That. the space yeah the space the number of kids the amount of well we of handed toys. out last year alone we <coughs> we distributed 30,000 toys 30,085 right. toys you have to house those somewhere you know so and you and you have to break them down into into the age groups. In order to be able to bag the toys, you have to break them down into age groups. So there's there's five age groups for the boys and five age groups for the girls. And you know, before we stop bagging Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions, as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness.
You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, I need to apologize. I guess we had some... uh technical sound difficulties with one of our mics so we just immediately went to break to try to give you the best possible sound quality <laughs> the mic was attacked by a cat and come that, on tell the truth can. yeah well yeah the mouse the mic was <laughs> attacked by a cat but you willfully put it in your lap so no he willfully, <laughs> he willfully jumped up there come on now let's be honest okay so we can get back to what we were destined to do on this show, and that's talk about addiction and recovery. You know, I was reading an article uh, today on one of the social media mediums, and it started out by saying, my name is X, I don't want to say the person's name, my name is X, and I am in long-term recovery. That was the very first sentence. So I went, oh, okay, this person has a little bit of, you know, a little bit of ass in, a little bit of ass in their seat. I just celebrated two years sober. And my, my immediate reaction in my mind was, that's considered long-term recovery. Now, I'm not, I don't want to downplay the individual or individuals that are out there listening with, with one, two, three years uh, clean or sober, but what happens when we do this, when we go in the paper and when we, um, I mean, it very well may be long-term recovery. I, I don't know. I didn't classify myself long-term recovery until I think I was 15 years clean. Only for the simple fact that when we share our message, sometimes the listener hears the mess. You know? And are we really that far enough away to boast long-term recovery. I don't even use that term. I share how many years clean I have, how many years sober I have, but I don't use the word long-term recovery because it throws a negative connotation on the conversation. Now, the reason why I say that is, is I used to work for a toxicology company up in Massachusetts, and there was a kid, he was a well-known kid in, in one of the towns, um, hockey player for, you know, all the way up through Bantam and all the way up through high school. He played for the local college and he got hooked on, on pain medication and it destroyed him and the town knew it. Now, he had, he put together like 19 months clean and they wanted to do an article in the paper about him about how great he's doing and this, that, the other thing. And he was saying, Narcotics Anonymous saved my life, 19, year, 19 months clean, this, that, the other thing. Less than a month later, he was arrested for drunk driving. The negative blowback from that. Oh, I'm sure it was tremendous. You know, so 
Uh, this is just suggestive from me. I try not to use um, I, well, one. I try not to go. I mean, I mean, we're talking on the air about it, but you know, I'm talking to the world about how much clean time I have, or or being clean, or, or whatever. But I try not to press radio and films make myself a little more than just a recovering addict today. Using words like long-term recovery, and sadly, hopefully not, next month she gets pulled over for drunk driving, the programs don't work. That's what, that's what the public says. It's a bunch of crap. Right. Or she was lying the whole time, or right. whatever. I actually read a very interesting article. The guy said he was recovered. Yeah, they, and people use that as he well. He said he does not count time because he had, he, I guess he drank mostly and he had stopped drinking for a couple of years. He spent one weekend on a bender mm-hmm. and then climbed back on the wagon and didn't yep. drink anymore. He said, you know, in the anonymous fellowships, that meant he had to start back at ground zero and he did not feel that that was fair. Because he did not continue to do it, he did it for one weekend, and then he was fine. So that that was his take on it. Um, you know, it, it is to thine own self be true, in in the sense of uh, you're the only one that you're the one that holds the key to your happiness, your your sobriety, your your mindset, and um, you know. Would would I claim that? No, absolutely not. Because I was I was not the kind of person that could use for a weekend and be okay after. Uh, if he could do that, uh, who am I to tell him any different? Right now, I I, I choose not to drink and drug today. Um, people people do know my past. I don't wear. Anonymous T-shirts. I don't. I don't promote in that aspect of it, because when I am, if I'm in the middle of Walmart and I choose to come out of the side of my neck at someone, you know, which has happened in the past. I mean, you know, <laughs> happens to the best of us. We are in Walmart, people. <laughs> um, it people see what you wear. You know, like like I, I wear a lot of things that say. Uh, well, this toys my, for tots. Toys for tots, which which so so I'm really not, but uh, you know I wear I wear toys for tots. I wear Marine Corps stuff. I wear Yankees stuff. I wear, uh, but I don't promote any of the anonymous programs while I'm. I and I don't when I see somebody, you know I uh, you know I just say hey Bill W, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I'll say. Friend have, of Bill, you know, friend of Lois. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Uh, it's it's about attraction and not promotion, and you know, I I think that when we're out there in public and we're sharing who we are, it is so easy to set ourselves up for failure. Right. You know. Right, and and to your point about the the long term recovery article, 
you know, if that person had gone out and gotten a DUI or gone into a meeting and say, I relapsed, the blowback from that on that person, the amount of or even shaming. The program, even the, even oh, the, yeah. yes. You yeah. go back into the rooms and say, I blew it this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just for being on medication-assisted therapy, a lot of people are kicked out of these programs or feel like they can't attend because they're told they're not sober. They're, even though they're, they're embarrassed. They're, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, which, there, there's an awful cool. lot of, of shaming. Yeah. Which I think is people making themselves better than or trying to feel well, better than you or know, whatever. Like, like, like I've always said, you walk into any anonymous program and it's not for people who are well. Right. You know, there's, there, there's not a bunch of wellies in there. Oh, including mine. And yeah. one of the things that I learned was you do not tell anyone how long you've been in program because... They might look at you and go, well, she's been here 20 years and she's still crazy. Right. So it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, you you do show that the program works by um, stepping up and and, and sharing time. But, you know, I I think that in some cases, um, personality kind of takes away from an individual's time because we we as human beings put an expectation on every individual. Oh, you have 30 years clean. You should have this, that, that, right. that, and this. And not everyone's life follows that, this, that, that, and this. Right. Life happens to people. And a lot of times yeah. things happen that are out of your control that are bad. And they could have been the looniest tune in the world before they started using. And now they're that much better, but they're still crazy. Right. Yeah. Or bad things are happening to them, and maybe they're handling those bad things in a much better way right. than they would have before. But how, you know, there's no way to compare. So, yeah, it, human nature is human nature. It never changes. Right. And, you know, people are going to judge. And so, you know, I when I was reading that, I thought, you know, this, this guy really, you know, he's right. If he had one small slip, why should he be maligned and told he's back to ground zero? And, you know, um, I would would have to, just for my own integrity and conscience, I would have to claim a different sobriety date. But who am I to tell him he has to? You know, there was a long time when... We were getting our feet in in uh, in Massachusetts with daily uh, narcotics anonymous meetings because there was a lot of AA but not a whole lot of NA. If we wanted to, we had to go to Rhode Island once a week, or we had to go up to Boston, or, or you know, we, we were going all over the place. Right. In, in in the city that I grew up in, there wasn't one every single day. Now there's like four a day, four or five a day. Oh yeah, most places. Um, but a lot of the people that were frequenting the meetings at that time were on methadone. Mm-hmm. Now, they were counting their clean time because they weren't on the chemical that they, they weren't out there running around like right. a nut. They can function, work, um, all that stuff, not stealing. Yeah. A lot of people were turned off by somebody who was celebrating an anniversary who was actively on the clinic. Yeah, you know, but why? Uh, well, because because that's their own problem. Right, it's not their business. So what? that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's uh, 
you know, to thine own self be true. Right. Exactly. And, and if that individual has to, pro- you know, the, the the readings, the black and white of any anonymous book will tell you that that's not quote unquote sober. That's quote unquote not clean. But you know something? If you're not like like doctor, um, like the doctor that we had on said, if you're not doing the things that you were doing before because of just because of taking a little white pill every morning, you're being the best mother you can, you're being the best wife you can, you're being the best employee you can. Yeah, you're living what we would call a normal life. Yeah. How can anybody have a problem with and that? And who am I to say that you're not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where, that's where you know, you need to worry about you in that aspect. There's a lot of people who, I mean, it's happened to M. She's gone into meetings and people have looked down oh, their yeah, nose at her. Terribly. You know? Sponsor fired her. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even remember her filling out an application. You know, (laughs) so don't believe there was one. No, so I mean that's ridiculous. I I, I, I've heard that time and time again. My sponsor fired me. Yeah, fired you. When did they hire you? You know, and how much are you paying them? Right. And it's you know so so I guess it's not a perfect science. No. You know, and we've and we've we've heard along the way from people who have joined us um, all the different aspects of how to get clean, how to stay clean, what process they used, uh, what methods the facility that they went through used, and they're all basically the same, but they're all different. Right. You know, and if you and I both went out there and we ran around. Doing the exact same thing. If you walked in my path, followed my path, you would have a completely different experience even though you did the same exact thing. So, you know, we as as quote-unquote recovering individuals sometimes forget where we came from. You know, and sometimes I'm saying we because I don't want to say you, but we as recovering individuals forget where we came from. And when somebody comes in from a quote unquote recovery facility that's been clean or sober for eight days and they're all proud of themselves because they have eight days and they go, my name is X and I'm sober. And everybody jumps down yeah. their throat. Oh, because, you don't know anything yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you're clean, you're not sober, and you know, like, come on, lighten up. Yeah. You know, no. Give a them a chance. Bit Give them a chance. Yeah. No Give a them, show them better. some love. They're trying. Yeah, exactly. And that's the bottom line. Like with that, with that guy that went out for the weekend, um, he put forth a, a pretty good effort for a long time. Let loose for a minute or two, yeah. and now he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now, the only thing with with that with me is that that would tell me three days later, oh, well, you can do it again this weekend right? because you maintained right. all week. And then it would get to be, well, you know, Monday would turn into Tuesday, turn into Thursday, Friday, and I'm gone again. You know, so I... Uh, or you might snatch yourself together and go, no, I don't want to be this way again. But I would suggest not right. to try that, 
You know, if if he was successful at doing it, more power to him. I would strongly suggest to anybody who says, well, I think I'll just have a beer. I was talking to somebody a couple of months ago that said, I think I'll just have a beer, and they haven't just had a beer. Right. You know what I mean? It's well, been that, quite yeah, a few cents. That cents. tends to be the way it goes for a lot of people, yeah. unfortunately. So why, why test it? Right. You know, be happy being you. You know, in your yeah. in in the mind that you have as a sober person. But they they do say that you know, um, some of the readings or some of the things that I've heard, they do say that you relapse long before you pick up the substance. Right, I've heard that too. Your yeah. your mind has already told you it's okay, and yeah. you're planning how you're going to do it. Yep. Or even unconsciously, you're thinking about it and. You know, here's how, here's where I can go. Here's what I yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. You play all those old tapes in your head of justification and this and that, and and um, or one won't hurt. Or I have seen I have seen people who ultimately ended up using again, and I have seen the path of destruction well before. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they they. They uh, they stop surrounding themselves with people. They don't listen. You know, they are they're argumentative, and yes. it's just all of the justification to go out and use. And and it's perfect perfect case in point. You relapse long before you pick up. Yeah, and 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 to me, the longer you've been without it, you know, the I would think it would be hard to come back from that. You know, if, if you if you've oh, been guilt, clean probably, and sober yeah. for Why twenty even, years, and all yeah. of a sudden you're doing it again, how did this happen? It just it mm. doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I remember, but I have seen that happen. Yeah, I, I remember walking back in, and only having minimal time, and walking back in and feeling defeated because mm-hmm. I wasn't because I, 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 of course, at that time I was. Having the mindset of "quote unquote," I have long-term recovery. I, I got thirty days, yeah. right? Uh, and I'm impressing these people that I'm yes. hanging around with. So, granted, I was there for the wrong reason, um, but every time I walked down those stairs and had to raise my hand, I had to go get another white key tag, which I had plenty of. Yes, <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of them laying around. Yes, yeah, so. I don't want to have to go through that again. Right. You know, so I it's really not worth if I'm if I'm going cuckoo then it can be stopped before I ultimately pick up. You know, and and that's what I'm saying. I mean, they say you relapse long before you ultimately pick up. That relapse relapse can be redirected. Right. And that's just stay aware. Just stay aware of what's going on. Stay aware of the people that that you surround yourself with that are susceptible to relapse. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody and anybody that that claims that they are an addict or an alcoholic, it's a good day to drink or drug. You can't tell me any different. You you would be lying to you if you said today is not a good day to use. It's what we do. I choose not to today, and I don't. I don't focus on that. But if you throw away the, um, it's a good day to use. 
what else do you have to hang on to? Do you consciously no. think about it every morning when you wake no, up? No, absolutely not. I, like I just said, I, I don't think about it. it could, I could go years. I mean, I can't think of the last time that alcohol or heroin made sense more than what it was that I was going through. Right. But there's going to be a time. And that day, today would be a good day to use. So I would be foolish to tell myself that that's not part of that Rolodex that I have. Today is absolutely a good day to use. I just don't have the excuse or justification for it. Right? I mean, I'm an addict. That's what we do to hide. So, I, I, I and, and when people say, you know, I lost the obsession and, and my life became, you know, second to none and all that, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with them. But tell me why people with 27 years, 25 years, 23, 32 years go back out there. That day became a good day to use. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes why. Is it because the people that I've seen that went back out, there wasn't like a major catastrophe Mm -hmm. that occurred in their lives. It's just all of a sudden, there they are. Complacency. So, So using became more acceptable than not using so that's why I, I well I you know I say things like get out of my own way people go huh and and I say today's a good day to use and they go huh yeah for me that's a true statement I just choose not to do it today you know I my life is second to none today I don't want to throw that away why would I want to Play a game with drinking a beer on a Saturday. Right. I mean, come on. How would I be able to justify that after? I wouldn't. I'm an addict. What makes me think that I can do that? So I have to. I have to keep up front that today is a good day to use because that's the reality. There's no guarantees, right? You know, um, it may be it may be a strong way to say it, but the reality is, if I don't have constant vigilance on what it is that I'm doing, I revert back to who I was. Well, and you've always say now you've got a pretty well stocked toolkit of things you can do, right? You know, if if something should come along that made you feel that way, you know, you've got people to call you. You've got ways to change your thinking, I guess, that would, you right. know, should that obsession creep up on you for some reason. i got nine different dogs to hug. Well, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yes, you do. you got so, grandchildren out there. Yes, no, exactly. They were just actually in my driveway. Um, you know, so it, it, it doesn't make sense to me to pull that card. But that card has to be in there. Right. Because then, then, if it's not, I forget where I came from. And then I am more susceptible to repeat what I did. Gosh. And heaven help the world if you do. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, help and help my family. Right. And your friends. Nobody, yeah. That would, that would be a very tough thing. 
Oh yeah, no. I mean, and that's not. That would be a very tough thing. Yeah, that's not. That's and, and not. I, uh, I, I, having experienced multiple relapses, but from someone who really wasn't ready to stop at that point, I know how painful it is. Right, right, right. I mean, that was the that was the pain of of active addiction as well. I I, I wouldn't even know what would uh, happen on the other side of having any type of clean time or any type of sober time and giving it back, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even want to know. Right. No. But, I mean, that's just that's just something to think about, that when we share who we are, we need to be aware that there are other people listening. Always. Always. And, and you know, somebody, I might not say this right, and it might take me a second to think about it, but... I was told, always be aware that someone may may be using you as the power of example to stay clean. Right. You know, and if you're acting like a knucklehead, you're not giving them much fuel to follow. Right. You're letting them down and telling them it's okay. Yeah, no, exactly. Call 866-472-5792 with your questions or comments when Ellen and I return on the Miracles in Recovery radio show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions, as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. The 
You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back for the third segment of the Miracles in Recovery show. Thanks to everybody who's stuck with us uh, up to now. and we Throughout are, the years. Yeah, throughout the years, for sure. And everybody who's out there around the world listening to us right now. I don't know. I haven't heard the report on what countries we've been in lately. Keep going, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find it. He sent me it this afternoon. Ah, cool. Okay. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. And we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. We're always, always happy to have guests, and I think we've had some really interesting ones over the years. No, absolutely. We were supposed to have a guest tonight, but something happened, so we're going to reschedule him in the near future. Uh, I'm going to start reaching out to some of the other ones that we've had like quite a while ago. To get them back on, oh yeah, find that would out what's be going on in their life. So you said you wanted to know about um, last week's show. This is last week's show only. We had the United States, of course, Russian countries. Oh wow, the Ukraine. I thought they were both the same, but I guess not. China, Germany, Ireland, France, Spain, Finland, Canada, Scotland. United Kingdom. Wow. Now, that's quite a bit of that's quite a bit of listenership around the world. This these funny little mics that we have all this trouble with, right? <laughs> are reaching people all are around the globe. Are reaching people that's all so around cool. the globe. It's crazy. Right? I mean, and I I guess the issues that we deal with here are the same that they deal with well, I mean, not necessarily. Remember that crocodile stuff that we read about that yes, was going around yes. Russia? That stuff's scary. It's very scary, and it was coming in here through Canada. Through Canada? Through Canada. Yeah. I hadn't heard a lot about that lately, though. Mostly yeah, just no, hear about fentanyl I. now. Yeah. And meth. Is, meth is really starting to rage. Well, But, but that's kind of something you can make in your backyard. Right. Where fentanyl has to come from... A menu, a quote-unquote manufacturer, kind of. That's not something that you can make in your back woodshed. Well, apparently, a lot of it's coming. The ingredients are coming from China. They right, a, but then somebody is. But then somebody in a lab is making. Right, it has to yeah. make it and make it look yeah. like certain things. I I uh-huh. read that they are making it look like Xanax now. These fentanyl pills, <sighs> and it's you know that's killing people. No, it's crazy. So when you when you think you're buying. I don't want to say an innocent little Xanax, but yeah, when you but think you're buying an innocent little Xanax on the street, ultimately the individual who is selling it is totally unaware that it's right. fentanyl. Yeah, horrible. You know? And we were just watching before, we were just watching um, something on the news about Purdue Pharma, and the individual said over 400,000 people have died. Yeah, since, since in the United States. In the United alone. States. Since, what was it, 2005, 2000, he said? No, he said 2000. 2000. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's even accurate. I think no. it's a lot more. Well, I mean, that might have been just on oxys. Right. You know what I mean? Well, true. 
Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's an people, awful lot of people. people develop illnesses from doing it. Right, that right. Kill yeah, them that's too. not counting the secondary illnesses right. and, the, and the car this, accidents. Yeah, this is and, just the yeah, ODs, yeah, yeah. the absolute ODs yeah. that, they, that they've been able to track. And that's, that was more than all the Americans that died in World War II, Vietnam, and the Korean War. I combined. Think. Combined. Yeah. That's a lot of people to die for. And that's, no the, good and that's the war that we're dealing with on our streets that nobody even looks at with any with any. Um, well, I always say, unless you've lived it, you d- you're not aware of it. You right. you're judging the people as you know. I, I actually had friends who versus, said they should yeah. just be left to die. Yeah. And that's not true because many, many, many times they're. The human being that's in there, that soul that's in there. You know, it's it's funny. You said you said they should be left to die. I had a, a friend of mine who he was he was a kid friend of mine, a long time long time friend. I I worked on the ultimate ended up working on the fire department with him as well. Uh, I had overdosed one time, and another friend of mine ran into him somewhere in the local store. And, you know, not thinking that this guy had nothing to do with drugs whatsoever, um, said, oh, yeah, Ray overdosed uh, Friday night. He's doing okay. And the guy said, it's a shame that he did, that he is. Right. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And this yeah. was somebody you knew? He was He was my best friend. Wow. Um Because he didn't know any better. Right. You know, I don't hold that. I, I didn't. I kind of like laughed it off then. You know, um, but looking at it now, it's because you didn't know any better. And the world is full of those debtors. Exactly. You know. Yeah, um, I used to be one too. Yeah, and and the sad reality is, is over four hundred thousand people have died, not really by their own hand. Right. You know, ultimately by their own hand, because you know, you, we do, um, we we have to take some responsibility in our use. Sadly, with I mean, I dove in with with an illegal substance. Some of these people were given medication, right, for, for a backache, yeah, and or an injury or a surgery, whatever, yeah, and ultimately they're part of that number, right. Uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think there should be a whole heck of a lot more awareness of what's going on with the fight for prevention and not for um, trying to get people into facilities. It's too late at that time. And I don't mean I don't mean it's too late in the aspect of, you know, we're all lost causes. What I mean is is that the majority of the uh, we read an article months ago that all of the money that is that uh, is spent or all the money that's given out, Massachusetts is the only one that spends eighty percent on prevention versus 
Yeah, weren't they like assisting after rehab, making sure yeah, that you have a right. job, you have yeah, somewhere yeah. to Ma- go? Yeah, making sure, making sure that all of that, making sure that y- you were set up for uh, success, success and not for yes. failure. Yes, because um, it's very, very hard to come back from. Yeah, that's prevention. You know, so not working, being arrested, having felonies—it's difficult. We don't have a whole heck of a lot of that. No, we, we, we don't. We have facilities that have the willingness just to take you back. Take yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, give yeah. give you enough, in, and I'm talking nationwide. Give you enough information, just to take you back. Right. You well, know. I actually heard on the radio driving up here about facilities that will, you know, they've got people in treatment. It's time for them to go. What do they do? They give them some alcohol, so that they'll show up positive so on a test, so they can justify them for, yeah. for another thirty days. That's terrible. Yeah, that's. I mean, what does that what does that teach anybody except let's you know let's do something underhanded? No, absolutely not. Yeah, that, that that's that's. Uh, yeah, I want to share something. A couple of couple of. Uh, oh, maybe last month. Um, I'm, I'm not going to break his anonymity, but uh, we had a somebody. That over the years, I've always said there's a, there was a facility near where we lived. It was in uh, Fall River, Massachusetts, and it was quote unquote an alcohol rehab. So if you showed up there um, with cocaine or heroin, and you wanted to go in for uh, treatment, they wouldn't take you. Oh, unless you had alcohol. Unless in your you system. had alcohol in your system. So. What I what I used to say was make sure if you're honest about this, make sure that you drink a beer before you go in, so you'll blow on the breathalyzer. They have to hold you. It's a state-run facility. They have to either keep you there or get you somewhere else, because now the state's responsible that a drunk showed up on their property, right. and they can't push you back out the door with heroin or cocaine. They can't tell. The, the, only, the only thing they can see is the erratic behavior, but you could just be cuckoo. So we had this individual um, talked into going to a detox, an alcoholic going to detox. Right. He walks up to the refrigerator and he says, I'm taking these with me. He took two beers with him. He said, because Ray always said I have to have alcohol <laughs> on my breakfast. <laughs> oh, Ray's a good excuse. Now. Yeah. But but that's the that's the reality of the madness that we live. Yeah, it is you know? it is madness. Um, and ultimately he went through and everything's going okay. And uh you know, it, it's just funny the things that we hear and we use them for our benefit. You know, and the thing is, is that there's a lot of people out there talking a lot of positive about recovery, a lot of positive about um, how not to. And a lot of people aren't hearing it. Yeah, I agree. You know, the people, the people that throw it morally back at you aren't hearing it. Well, they're the people that generally don't understand, too. Right. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of mental health awareness education out there now. And I don't know if they're just 
grouping addiction into it, but it's different. But that's okay too. I mean, you know, I, I well, but it doesn't address. No, it in doesn't. my opinion, no. the fact you know, if you have some type of mental illness, it's generally with you for life. Right. An addict can come back from this and be fine. Oh, absolutely. Even better than they were before. But, but, but you, you got sure to give them a, a chance. You sure as hell, as you're, as an active addict or alcoholic, are off your rocker. You oh, are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you don't stay that way no. if you get sober. No, hopefully that's, not. That's the point that I'm trying hopefully to make. Why would be the, what would be, this, what would be the, the reason to get clean if you... Right, exactly. But you can live, you know, most yeah. of the, you know, recovering or in recovery, recovered alcoholics and addicts that I know have better lives than mm-hmm. they ever had before because they learned from what happened to them. No, absolutely. And, and you know, just became better people. Right. So like Ellen said before, if you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send me an email at ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. That's Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. We'll send you out an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. If you've noticed over the past few months, we haven't had quote-unquote recovery guests. If you're listening and if you have anything that you would like to contribute, we'll absolutely talk to you about it for the hour. You know, there's a lot of different things out there that do relate back to addiction, even though you may not be speaking through an addictive, uh, educated voice, right? you know? So with that, Ellen? With Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is, folks. It was a great show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next Monday. Good night, everybody. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.